War Podcast episode 18, go. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Mason. You did it. I did it. You did the thing. Yeah, because I listened to last week's about how I don't do the thing. You don't do the thing. So I do the thing. I'm Mason Brown, and you're Dylan Alvento. I am Dylan Alvento. That's how people know your voices. What's up, man? Stuff. What's up with you? Uh, you know, just trying to survive. Just get through this life. Like it took an hour to drive to your house today. Yeah. That was fun. Good old Christmas parade. Good old Christmas parade. What's been going on, man? Lots of stuff. Those don't look like show notes. Sorry, I had these open. Those look like CMCO 409. CMCO. Whatever. C Computer Science. CMSC? Yep. Stupid acronym. What's the one for Brand Center? BRND. Burned. Burned. Yeah, we don't we don't have a class. There's all brand. I figured. Brand. The coolest one is for the nanomaterials. Was it Dino? nano? Nano. That's not that cool. I think that's. I disagree. Cool. I think it's cool. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong, Elvento. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we recorded together. Yeah, I listened to the one you did with Dan and Alex. They're, they're friends of mine. They're really good. It was good. It was good. I liked it. We uh we should have them back on sometime. We should. You prefaced that recording by saying we talk a lot about Zelda, and then the first forty minutes was just you talking about your brand center projects, and then there's maybe ten minutes of Zelda. There's probably a, it's probably forty thirty minute wise because we talked for Zelda, about Zelda for the, the back half of the podcast. I think it interwove Zelda with the other game talk, but I see oh. your point. Well, it was mostly about Zelda. Zelda. Zelda two. Zelda, he Dan loves Zelda too. He is error. He's something's wrong with that boy, but whatever. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. What you been doing, man? Well, what do you want to go over? Do you want to go over PC stuff first? Uh, what? There's no. There's that was the structured. That was just what's been going on. We can go over. Sure. Yes. Your PC's breaking. What's going on with that? We'll go to low to high. Okay. Okay. Uh. So yeah. I took my PC home over the Thanksgiving break, mm-hmm. and it was running fine, and though my brother did use it to play Fallout 4, so he might have fucked it up. How would that fuck your PC up? Because he breaks everything he touches. Well, that's not a very nice thing to say. Because he's a brother, uh, and that's what brothers do. But your brother's an adult. Eh. How old is your brother? 18. Just turned 18. I don't know. That's, uh, you're past the... Like, my brother's 10. Like, he's expect Like, you just... You give him your PC and there's peanut butter in it. But... Wendy's grandmother had a Macintosh. Like, an original Mac. Mm-hmm. And her brother, Albert, who's in college now. was like, two years younger than her. Pushed a Fig Newton through the disc tray. Mm. Mm. So, I don't think that was reading any more floppies after that. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> They're not cookies, so get it? Because like cookies are like that thing. It was a good joke. That's the best I got. That's the best I got. So your PC's what's going on with it? Yeah. So on the drive back, this car slammed his brakes in front of my dad in I sixty four. Uh huh. He like jerked the wheel one way, and we went across the lane, jerked the wheel back, and we and so I think something got banged around. So just, what's there's no moving parts in there though. Something might have hit it. There was a bunch of stuff in the back. I might have, like bang the side. I don't know. Something might have come your loose. Your pen's bent. Yeah, I'm thinking something, but it, it shouldn't. The pin on what? The pin on the CPU? The pin on the motherboards? No, no, no. Your CPU pin's broke. You you wouldn't boot. <laughs> um, I'm saying like your power pins maybe. 
Maybe. I don't know. I just don't think that that caused... But, I mean, if we look at the timeline of your PC working and your PC not... Yeah. That's the only thing I could could think of. But anyways, what's happening is that I will... I didn't realize this was happening until like a couple days I got home. Because I turned on my PC... Yeah, turned on Fallout because I had like an hour to kill. Mm-hmm. And I start playing Fallout, and then about like I like fast traveled to some location. And I started walking around, and then like five mi- in five minutes, the entire PC powers down and powers straight back up. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then runs fine, goes you know, boots back in the desktop, it's fine. And I was like, well, that was weird, so I did it again. It did the same thing about like five ten minutes, powered down, powered back on. And now, since then, it's been doing it at random intervals, specifically for Fallout 4. So, but only when you're in game, though. Yes. You haven't had... Have you tried to, like... No, it has rebooted a couple times on desktop. Oh. So, oh, 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 oh. So I will have, like, Chrome okay. open, and it'll just go, boop, boop. Mm, like I didn't know that. But it is consistent with games. It is most consistent with Rocket League. Rocket League, I get to the menu, immediate power down. That's crazy. And I've run everything. I have run, you know... I've run tests on this on the power supply. I've run tests on the CPU. I've done that for burn. The Monument 10K. Done the Monument 10K. Shamrock. But I've done. I've I've looked at everything, and it was especially when I went down the power supply route. Mm It's like okay, download this, and they'll tell you your your voltages for all the parts of your power supplies. And there's like multiple rails, so there's like a five volt, three volt, and a twelve volt rail. Mm -hmm. On the twelve volt rail, it was reading eight volts. I was like, well, that doesn't seem right. And so I looked that up. And then every result was saying that software voltage readers aren't accurate. If your PC on the 12-volt rail was reading 8 volts, it would not boot. Yeah. So go into your BIOS and check it. And then I had to figure out how to get into the BIOS because... F12. No, the motherboard boots so fast, I can't hit and get into it on... Oh, you can, just, you can force the boot into some... So BIOS. MSI... The motherboard manufacturer has software that does that. Well, you could just go into the the command prompt too. Oh, why did I mean I forced the reboot and bias? Oh, well, I got into the command prompt. I didn't. Come on, man, use your computer science degree. Use the power of the command. We have to build a shell for my OS project. No. Build a shell and then like a hermit shell. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. That seems like a cool thing to build. I just I have no idea what what to do. Um, well, you could try wrapping the pa- the computer in newspaper and glue. Uh huh. And then you deflate the computer, and then you have a shell. I don't see the issue with that. That seems like it would work. Yeah. I work in advertising. That's what we do. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I have no idea what's wrong with my PC. Well, we'll troubleshoot it in a moment. All right. So that's the low. Yeah. Okay. The high is I bought a Wii U. That's a pretty big high. It's Oh, and, but there's a minor low with that. Oh, Jesus. So let me tell you about Black Always the optimist. Let me tell you about Black Friday shopping. Did you buy it on Black Friday? Yeah. Oh. Because that's when the deals were. Did you buy it in store or did you order it online? No, I bought bought it in store. Bought it. Bought it. Where are you from? Bought it. Boston bought. Um, I went home for Thanksgiving and I told you Target and Walmart were running the $250 deal for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Smash Splatoon bundle. Smash tune. Yep, smash tune. <laughs> and I've only done Black Friday shopping once before this, and that was last year when I got my 3DS. And we just there's a theme here. Nintendo has you yeah. by the balls. <laughs> yeah, I just went to Kohl's. I got a 
You bought a 3DS at Kohl's? Yeah, because that's where they were the cheapest. And there was like just, it was literally an end cap with like a bunch of 3DS bundles haphazardly piled together with like the security bands around them. And like a coat hanger behind it because they don't know how to, I don't know what they're, what is this? This isn't a pair of shorts. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, I just grabbed one and paid for it. I think it was like 50 bucks off, kind of like the Wii U. You probably paid about as much for your 3DS as you did for your Wii U. Probably. You paid 200 for your 3DS or 150 maybe? Probably. I Are you happy so. with your 3DS purchase? Yeah. I am happy. I, I, I bought the new 3DS, actually. Yeah. How much have you, how much, a buyer's remorse with the new 3DS? Like no. How, how much you've played it? I, well, I, I've put a lot of time into Monster Hunter for you, so oh, okay. like that, I mean, that's the kind of game that I, w- I would buy a platform for. I just really like the Monster Hunter series. Well, I want to get Majora's Mask. Yeah. I play that, but I, Majora, I just don't have time. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, if I, if I look at my winter break and I'm like, I'm going to scope out this space for games... I want to invest more time in Fallout. Mm-hmm. I want to finish The Witcher Three. I want to. Um, oh, I got Syndicate for twelve bucks. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So. Uh, twelve bucks. Yeah, I bought a code on eBay. Yeah. Right. So if you want and that, and you game. got Shadow Complex. And Shadow Complex is free, which is the coolest thing ever. Well, I want you to finish Black Friday for this. So okay. I mean, I so so up. so. So last year was fine. Like it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal. It's you like, went to Kohl's though. Yeah, but there was a long line for Kohl's. Because well, it's fucking Kohl's. Like, it was really crowded. But There's Kohl's in those hills. <laughs> that was a dumb joke. That's all it is. But so this year we went to Target. You know, we get to Target at like five thirty, open at six. You went early. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna sell out? Yeah, I was worried. Hmm. You think they sold out? Uh. Well, let me tell you. Uh oh. Um. Let me just preempt the story before you get to tell it. So we get, so we get, so we're staying in line. And the best part is that there was a couple behind us that I think they were getting like an Xbox One for their kid. Rubes, because bone. Because they were just like talking about, it, talking about, it, and they were like really nervous. And they asked one of the people, one of the employees, that was like walking down the line. They're like, "Excuse me," he was like, "How many, how many Xbox One bundles do you have?" It's like, it's like, well, which one do you want? He's like, uh, uh, I don't remember which one it was. He's like, well, we got the Halo one, we got the, he starts, to, we got the Gears of War one. He's like, yeah, I think it's the Gears of War one. Oh, he's like, that kid's gonna be disappointed. <laughs> he's like, well, let me radio up. And he like radios up. He's like, hey, Thor. Ooh, Target Thor. Yeah, and I was like, why are you calling this guy Thor? That's a weird nick. That's a weird nickname. Why you called your roommate Thor? No, forever. you called my roommate Thor. I didn't call. I didn't name him Thor. Someone named him Thor. But he. But the whole world called him Thor. <laughs> I, called I him didn't that. call him Thor. Well, because you're you. You don't want to enable someone with a cool name. <laughs> That's true. But this guy's name was actually Thor. Yeah, no, there's a guy's named Half Thor. There's Thors. Odin's son. Yeah, I don't know any Odin's sons, but I don't take your word for it. Um, but so so we we go in. Did you breach? Breach and cleared. I really want to play Rainbow Six Siege. And so they give us a map before we get in. And the map, like, okay, this is where everything is. And all the video games were in the men's section. In As men's, they should be. Uh, obviously. Just kidding. Just in, kidding. In men's apparel. Uh, and, the, like, all the video game technology area was, like, dedicated to Apple stuff. It's like, you want Apple stuff? Like, you go here. I mean, think about where games are, though. Yeah. Where the majority of games are played. But it's just the fact that I think it was a weird way to, like, divert traffic so we just need to spread everything out but don't you think that that was probably someone looked at like alright it's, it's just that Black Friday goes beyond the capacity of like the the stores the yeah inventory yeah well not just the inventory but like the layout of the store that's what I mean yeah 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 and so 
So I go in and I go down and you know every target's the same. So you come in, and you go straight down in front oh, of you. For some reason, I thought we were still at Coles. That's okay. <laughs> now, now I can see why there's an issue here. Yeah. I got you now. Yeah. I got you. So you go straight down, like immediately in front of you is the the, the men's apparel, and you take a left or right depending if the target's mirrored, and I you pass by and they just have stacks of the PlayStation Fours and the Xbox Ones. I don't see any Wii U's, and I'm like, hey, where are the Wii U's? And they go, oh, I think they're down towards video games. I'm like. Well, this map is completely useless now, and so I just go keep walking down the aisle towards the video game section, and I get down there, and I go, excuse me, where are the Wii U's? No, the men's apparel section. That's exactly what they said. No, they didn't. Yes, oh, they did. no. So I'm like, no, they told well, us. Well, but a target's what? How many yards? I mean, you... No, that, that wasn't... Well, when it's filled with people, and also, like, you don't know how many other people want like one. Dead Rising filled with people, or like... That's you know that's pretty crowded. Like right, right. you know, you have to constantly move Three around. It's a big area, so I believe you. Yeah, you have to constantly move to avoid people, and this is like right next to our neighborhood, so it's like all the okay, okay, all the suburbanites. So are where was the Wii U? So they're in the the glass case that they're normally in during regular shopping time. Is it a big glass case? No, it's the one that's like on the floor. It's like half the height of your island here. My island's really tall. They don't know that. It's ten feet tall. <laughs> and a hundred feet wide. I have a big apartment. <laughs> William Wallace shoots fire out of his ass. What? You ever know that quote? From no. Braveheart? When I you mean, describe William Wallace, he's like, oh, a thousand yes, feet tall. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I get it now. All right. So, it's like, okay, Wii U bundles are here. And then the glass case is completely open, so anyone could just reach in there and pull one out. And I look at them, and I'm like, these aren't the Smash Splatoon bundles. This, <sighs> this is just Mario Kart. And like, where are the spy the Smash bundles? I was like, well, let me check. And they radio, and they're just talking back and forth. And they checked for like 10, 15 minutes. And there was a group of other people looking for me. So we like created this contingent oh, of no. holiday shoppers tribal. looking for the Smash bundles. And they're like, we didn't get any. Damn. And I'm like, okay, well, do you have a copy of Smash then? No, I don't have. I didn't buy one. Oh. Um. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's like that's not big of a deal. It's like, all right, what are my options? My options go go to another Target, which I mean. Plenty of targets and Walmarts in Virginia Beach, but by the time you get to another one, you have to see if they stocked it, and then you have to see if they have any left. Right. Because it's, you know, 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving, or the next best deal is the GameStop, and that one's only $25 off, so that's $275. Um, mm. But they don't open till midnight or whatever, and do I want to wait till midnight? And so I kept thinking, I was like... Wait, did you go on Thanksgiving? Yes, yeah, Thanksgiving Day, 6 p.m. Uh, oh, you poor soul. Hey, it wasn't that bad. Oh. No one got trampled. I was drinking beer and playing foosball. So I was like, all right, what do I do? Um, I was like, well, I'll just buy this one. But how much is this one? It's like, well, it's $300 regular retail. I was like, okay, but how much is it on Black Friday? And they're like, well, let me check. They're radioing back and forth. It's $300. What? I'm like, excuse me? What? And the best part is that there was this elderly couple obviously buying Wii U for like their grandson or whoever. Dude, they're buying for each other. And my Don't mom. Don't count them. And they ageist. were they were clients of my mom, so she knew them. And this woman was like ready to murder someone hmm. over this. And I'm, and I was like just trying to get out of the blast radius because she's just like, this is unfair. This is not proper, you know, customer service. Like, how can you be treating people like this? You always do this. I was like, you seem like just a bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, whatever, you know, three hundred dollars. Maybe I'll just buy it. And so everyone else leaves. Fifty dollars instant gratification. And I and I, uh, 
grab the bundle and I start walking towards the front and I pass by the, the husband again of the older couple and he has one in his shopping cart and he goes, did you get that straightened out? And I was like, no, they said it's 300. She's like, not the lady I talked to. I talked to that woman right there and he was pointing at the person that was like orchestrating the purchasing lines at the front of the Target and he's like, she got me $50 off. Amen. And he like walked me over and was like, he wants the same deal as I got for this bundle. Man, nice. Yeah, so that, so that guy... That's a good guy. I feel bad for retail workers, man. Is she? And, and she was completely like, no, no, no. friendly she, about it? Of course. They just want to get you out of the store. Yeah. But like the guy that like first had to handle the deal when he was like surrounded by all the people that wanted the smash bundle, he's like, well, this is a national ad. It's like, I can't do anything. Like, I'm sorry, but we just right. didn't get it stocked. And I'm like, dude, completely understand. But everyone else was like... Blah, 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 blah. No, and that's what's sad is that if you make a fuss, you get a better deal than just by being a nice guy. Yeah. Nice guys finish last, Dylan. That's the moral of the story. Well, you didn't get... So you got 250 You got a Wii U with Mario Kart, which is a fan. I think Mario Kart, the art direction in that game is... That game is beautiful. Amazing. It is, it's amazing looking. I mean, every, but just everything about it. Like, the loading... I There's something about those loading screens that I just... They, like, hit me in that very special place. And I love everyone. Their little carts driving across the bottom. That's what I'm saying. Loading I love I love all the fake logos, the fake brands, and then I like their little silhouettes. Yeah. It's... So, someone had a very distinct, like, we need to package this thing up. Yeah. And they did a great job. Because it's like, to the T, everything looks great. Oh, I didn't, uh... I, it also came with a download code for the Link in Animal Crossing. Link in Animal Crossing? DLC? Yeah, so you can play as Link. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, Dan has that. I haven't downloaded it yet, though. But I have the, the, the download card at home. Yeah, I've burned some nerds in Mario Kart. Dan has it. I beat him and Alex. Many a time. I can't play a lot of Mario Kart though anymore because I like played a course and I was like, all right, I get it. What? It's Mario Kart. What? I don't know. But and then I bought um, Mario Maker. And if you bought any game on Black Friday, you got a fifteen dollar gift card immediately. Oh. So I was standing in line. My brother was standing immediately behind me with Fallout Four for Xbox One. Ew. And so I bought Mario Maker she gave me the $15 off I gave it to my brother he bought Fallout 4 for 45 bucks yep that's pretty good value it's a circus of value it's what? a circus of value <laughs> a circus of value so yeah so that's why I did and then I went home and played Mario Maker and made oh you need to play my I'm level I'm gonna play your level you in front of you, you I'll do it oh. we'll, we'll hook it up I'm really excited about this out of 26 playthroughs no one has beaten it you're a monster. It's 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 great. Oh. You're a monster. Oh, it feels like such a joy. But it's weird because after building that level, mm-hmm. like I think I, I like I need time to recuperate and build another level because like I'm halfway building another level which is all flying based. It's in Mario Brothers three style, and you can get the oh shut up. That's me throwing up at the at what part? At just you making a level. <laughs> That's as far as you got. I just. I'm just gonna cut it right there. You can't argue that. No, I'm excited. I, I I want you to get Super Smash Bros. Because I want to play that. I think I'm gonna buy that. You should buy that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of when they would have like a. a Game has been doing like weekly stuff. If you have, I don't know if you have anything you trade in though. I just buy it. I mean, I don't care. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought. How ca- many, so wait, how many controllers do we have? If we okay. So because I want to plan this out. Oh, I also I also brought home my brother's um, Mario Kart Wii steering wheel. So we have that. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Play Super Smash Bros. with that. So, okay. So there's the Wii U. Mm-hmm. There are the four GameCube controllers, but I need to buy the 
connector. Is that easy to find? I thought that was hard to find. I think you can get it at GameStop. I could have sworn I saw them selling it there. Okay, I don't know. I was in GameStop this morning, too. I should have looked. Um, and it's like 25 bucks for that. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it can natively connect for Yes, Wiimote. it's just a USB to GameCube controller port. No, no, no. I mean, the Wiimotes are just native to the, the console there. Yeah, I have a, but it comes with a scanner bar. Oh, so you can do the pointing. Which seems way wider than the Wii Makes scanner sense. bar. It's like twice as wide. It's crazy. But um, I think it's for just because TVs have gotten bigger since then. Do you see this nonsense that we have now in my living room? What is that? That's another TV. I literally did not see that until yeah, just now. It's, it's, I don't know, Tim, I think Chrissy brought it. I don't know. So now I have a 55-inch TV next to a 40-inch TV. You want that? It looks it's Tim's. It's huh. not. It's Tim one. I don't know. If you're looking to buy a TV, maybe you well, I'm going to have to get one if we move out my current apartment, because that mounted, no, that's mounted not yours. TV isn't coming with us. When? Wait, when would you move? When our lease is up. When is that? Uh, b- 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 June, July. Oh, you got time. Yeah. You got time. Um, but, okay, so it's the Wii U controller, mm-hmm. the four GameCube controllers. I have two Wii remotes, but only one nunchuck. I don't know. I called them a Wiimote the other day, that's, which is a term, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like the vernacular. Did someone call you out on it? Yeah, Tim and Sarah are like, a what? <laughs> I'm like, all right, fuck you guys. Sit okay, down. well, earlier in the car, you said, oh, the 501st were in the parade, and I immediately understood what you said. Yeah, so that's, I, why, that's why we were friends. That's <laughs> because you know the, the words that I use. Um, so there's the two Wii remotes, mm-hmm. but only one nunchuck. Okay. So that's seven. Mm-hmm. And then our 3DSs, you can buy like a $3 app that turns it into a Super Smash controller. Okay. So. That's a lot of control. If necessary, we have nine. But it's eight player, though. It's eight player max. Hmm. And I don't know. And so I'm curious if you can do more than two teams. Like, can you have, like, four teams? Like, 2v2v2v2v2? Two 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 yeah, two yeah. two? I'm sure you could. Yeah, because you could do. Because there's, like, red, blue, green, yellow were the team colors. They have to have done that. That would be insanity not to. But you know what? I've been wrong before. I've <laughs> been so it, sure of myself, and then just so wrong. And so. it is Nintendo. It is Nintendo. We played uh, Keep Talking and No One Explodes the other night. Oh, yeah? Who? Uh, it was me, Tim, Sarah. Oh, because Tim and I went to go get a beer at Sticky Rice, and Jeremy was there. Jeremy so, Price? Yeah. So Jeremy came and played with us. That's cool. And then he went to Trivia with us at, at New York Deli, which you guys should go to. Trivia at New York Deli. It gets the, the board game stamp of approval, at least from my half. Okay. And then, boom. <laughs> so it gets the wah, or the ward. <laughs> ord. I don't know which one I, I, I would stake claim in. Um, but yeah, that game's great. Yeah, I want to play more of it. It's 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 fun, and we should, when we have that, that Christmas, we can pick a day to do that. I'll just make it, I'll pick a day this weekend. Because pretty much after Tuesday, well, after Thursday, I'm like, done, done. Really? I have until my birthday. I'm, I have an exam on my birthday. So happy birthday to me. That's fun. Yeah. All right. So that's next, not next Monday, but the Monday after. My birthday is the 14th. Yep. Nice. Good job. Got what's Sarah's birthday? I got you Shadow Complex for your birthday. <laughs> what's, what's Sarah's birthday? October 3rd. Okay. She gave me for our anniversary a Lego brick keychain that has our anniversary date on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is in stone. I, in the four years we've been dating, I've never remembered it. Well, it's also that you argue what her your anniversary is. Yeah, but at a certain point, I should have just conceded. Yeah, and then true. just because if if it's it's more 
not valuable, but like it is. She has a, a stake in it that I don't have a stake. There's like I'm just I'm just arguing over air. Yeah, I'm just over here just making noise. Um, Which you could argue I do a lot. I, Wendy and I picked an anniversary date, and I was cool with it until I thought it was the anniversary of my parents' marriage. Means you guys get to you know celebrate when your parents bone, and then. <laughs> And then I was like, we can't have this date anymore. And then I found out that that's not my parents' anniversary. My parents' anniversary is six days later. I was like, well, this entire enterprise is just fucked up. Eh. Anniversaries, birthdays, arbitrary. I'm not a big... I'm not a, I mean, I like I like birthdays, I guess. I don't know. Like, some people are really, really into them. And then I'm kind of like... It's just stressful. Yeah. Just stressful. Yeah. Puts a focus on the day. Same way Valentine's Day, to me, is just like... Hmm. Oh, you have the perfect Valentine's Day set up this year, though. Just go see Deadpool. Yeah, but no, Sarah and I, like, what I like that we do for Valentine's Day is uh, I'm like, we're going to cook food for each other and we're going to hang out, which uh-huh. is, like, my favorite thing on the planet. So, the, and our Christmas present this year to each other is that we're going to go to Barnes Noble and buy each other a book and then sit and read, which is, like, my favorite thing on the planet. Wendy just got yesterday two giant boxes filled with Christmas presents from her dad. Oh, wow. From Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I, she just opens it up and there's all these wrapped presents in here. I'm like, you can't not open these because... What? No, you he, have to wait there. Because he doesn't know. So? There's nothing bad. You, you don't talk to him that often. You can just be like... You just wait after Christmas and be like... What's the fun of it, man? You get to like... It's it's an organized... Organized fun is the best fun. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. Spoken I mean, like a true elementary school teacher i think i can get behind that like like people like when you asked me if i wanted my gift i was like i'm an instant gratification kind of guy i'm just like you're the problem straight into my veins see i can i i feel like i i have to earn everything (laughs) so whether it's an arbitrary (laughs) day what's your parents do to you (laughs) yeah um but so Wii U, let's go back to that. What's um? Oh man, Wii U. So do you like give me the like? Okay, so top level onboarding experience. What's it like? It was slow. Really? It, you know, it's the same thing as any Nintendo product. It's like, oh, we have twenty seven things we need you to update. Oof. And Oof. and it's like I wanted to show my parents, so I like plugged it in. I was like, oh, look at this thing. And it's like we need to update. Okay, first you need to register your Nintendo ID. I was like, Ooh. all right. It's like okay, please connect to the internet. And I was like, okay. Um, and my brother, my parents have like an old modem or something. And my brother was convinced it was the router. So he like reset the router with the new password. And the new password is just a jumble of letters. I'm like, all right, Perry, what's the password? And then he didn't get back to me. I'm like, all right, we're skipping this for right now. And so I like, you know, made a profile up for my dad. I like to picture that your whole family is just sitting there watching you. And you're like sweating because you're embarrassed <laughs> that like you made this big scene about it. Is that what happened? That's kind of what happened. Oh, no. Well, it's just like you're my door. No, my dad couldn't give less of a shit, but I just wanted to impress him, for lack of a better word. I was like, I think I'd pick a different thing than a Wii U to impress your father. I thought it was cool. It is cool. But so we did. So I'm like, all right, we're just going to set up a non-Nintendo ID connected uh-huh. profile. Mm-hmm. All right, Dad, we're going to make you a profile. Oh, boy. And, and so I just started... You want to impress someone, make him a profile. I'll show you his me. Is it dead on? It's... Does it have a gold chain? <laughs> so, you know how in the 3DS you take a picture of yourself and it'll make your me? Yeah. It does the same thing, because on the Wii U t- tablet it has a uh, camera. When I made my 3DS, it just didn't give me eyeballs. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, like, any face skating thing, it just is like, you don't have eyes. I'm like, they're there, they're just really little... <laughs> 
And I'm squinty. For Wendy's, it (laughs) It made her man. No, it like elongated her head, gave her the longest head, and then put her nose like here, and then her eyes up here. It was like her eyes were like... I like Winnie's a proportional face. Three inches away from... Or like five inches away from her nose. I don't even know what Winnie looks like. Who's Wendy? Who is Wendy? So, okay, so your dad made a profile. And, and so, like, you know, I so... The first, me thing hits with people... My mom loved it. My mom was laughing her ass off because Wait. it just... It, it was like, all right, we'll snap the picture and you have to select the skin tone beforehand and the hair color. And then the box descends on the me and the me's, like, shaking its head, like, trying to get the box off. And the box <laughs> comes off and it gives my dad, like, the really wide pig nose because my dad Aww. and I have really wide noses. Do you? I have a pretty wide nose. That's pretty standard. Um, I wouldn't call it wide. <laughs> my lot, my mom is just losing her shit. She just thought it was the funniest thing. And then it gives you like an array of like eight other faces to choose from. And like the second one was like, all right, yeah, that's pretty good. And then we selected that one. Hmm. And then we picked the height and weight. And I was like, you know, game. Just game. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to talk about something, Dad. Oh, no. Game like medium height and then just maxed out the weight. <laughs> he was like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, what? I mean. Your dad's tall, though. Is he taller than me? No, he's shorter than me. Is he? He's 5'8". He's like as tall as Tim. He's got a big torso. Yeah. He sits up tall. My though. mom is taller than him. My mom's like as tall as me. Your mom was tall. My, my, my... Your mom's taller than your dad? My mom's dad was like 6'5". My mom's dad was huge. Because you're not... I mean, you're what? 5'10"? 5'11"? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. I can't, I can't ever read height. Like, I always feel like I'm shorter than everyone until I, I think I'm taller than someone and I'm adamant that I'm taller than them. So yours like twenty feet. Yuri is like twenty feet. That's why I like Dan because Dan is like six three, so he's the only human being that I can like lean into. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm pretty good at, at reading height. Oh, well, congratulations! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, that Thanks. was stupid. Good talk. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but yeah, so that part was fine, and so I start up uh, Mario Maker. And then it's me like, we need to update the software. Connect to the oh, internet. God. I was like, fucking goddamn. All right, Perry, what is the Wi-Fi address or password? And then so we get all that figured out. And then we go into that and do Mario Maker. And, and I'm showing a Mario Maker. And it's like, all right, this is how you do it. And my dad just kind of like sitting there in the chair, just kind of stone-faced like, okay. <laughs> and dad, you want to try? You want to try making something? He's like, I don't understand any of this video games I was like okay back in my day it was Mario and you're like it is still Mario <laughs> uh sorry I'm from backpack and so I gave it to my mom I said mom you want to try and she's like yeah sure and so she builds a level she builds the hardest fucking level just by the simple fact that she doesn't understand that you don't you can put blocks in midair so hmm. she just sticks the blocks to the ground because she's like well they obviously go on the ground so she makes all these question mark blocks I'm like alright mom you put a mushroom the question mark black she's like okay and then puts it attached to the ground but isn't if you ground pound it and it's on the ground it pops up but she puts it in super mario brothers one Uh... tile set and so there's all of these question mark blocks mocking you across the level Mm. and then she makes sounds like an allegory for my life (laughs) all these opportunities i'll show it to you like there's only one way to beat this level and the only reason you can beat it is because she unintentionally made it so you can beat it she nice. didn't even know. Otherwise, you're always fucked. It's still cool that she was able to pick up the tool set and, and with very limited experience. Yeah. Like, I think that's really exciting. Yeah, it was fun. And, like, the tutorial for Mario, uh, Super Mario Maker is cool because it just starts with World 1-1. One, one. 
and then oh, you play it. Oh man, but it's, my dad would lose his shit. He but, loves the original Super Mario, but it's all broken. Like nothing's working right. Oh, you have to fix it. You have to fix it. Oh man, see that's some like Nintendo as design. Like that is so smart and so. Like, because what's fun about that is that you can have a guy with his kid or her, a, a mom with her kid, and she can be, like, losing her shit because she recognizes this from when she was younger. And then the kid doesn't have the context of it, but they can have this, like, she can exp- It's just really cool. I think it's a cool way to, like, bridge that. That is that is so cool. Yeah, I like playing with my mom because she finished it, and then I played it, and I was like, Mom, this is literally a torture device. Fuck you, man. But, so, like, my earliest memories of, like, playing games is with my mom, because my mom, because when I was a kid, like, I know for you, like, your your go-to Mario is Mario World, mm-hmm. out of the first four. For me, mm-hmm. it's Mario 3. Mm-mm. Because, <laughs> not trying to say anyone's better than uh, the other no, one. No, it's a competitive, it's competition, and Mario World is clearly better. Mario 3 is the most beautiful game. You're the one that gets all up and down, I don't care. I mean. Mario World, Mario has a nose five miles long. Doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. When he's a little Mario, everything is small except for his nose. That's why it's funny. It has his little sprite has so much personality. Whatever, man. But so I had an NES for my cousins. My cousins gave me one, and my mom and I would just play Mario Three all the time, and I would constantly be, uh, I would constantly get stuck, and so we would you know swap out with Mario and Luigi since you could do that in the old ones and. I would be Luigi, and then when I couldn't get past level, I would make her play as both Mario and Luigi <laughs> until we got past level. But when she was playing it, she was like, when she was playing Mario Maker, she goes, it's just like the, the game we played. I'm like, yeah. Except this is Mario 1. I haven't unlocked Mario 3 yet because I lock everything behind the stupid... Time gate. Yeah. Mm. That's, the, that's the only part that's frustrating. Have you unlocked everything? Yeah. Oh. Well, I've you've, been, you've been busy. But you've if been you, busy. Well, I just kept resetting the clock. You nerd. But so I did it wrong because I was like, okay, so there's like five or six tile sets. It's like I just need to push it forward five days. And so I just, without even playing it, I just went back out to the settings and put it forward five days and went back <laughs> in. And it was like, okay, it's now December 5th. Wait till December 6th to get the first delivery. I was like, mother mm. you fuckers. Mm. Then Rossetti showed up. He's like, can you really? No. Oh, man, I got really excited all of a sudden. I wish, I kind of wish, do you have any amiibos? No, I don't. Oh, you could pull on the sprites. That'd be kind of cool. You can unlock those. Oh, without, really? Without the amiibos. That's cool. All right, so the online portion is great. It's like playing Mario unlimitedly because yeah. it's just new Mario levels, and it's Mario levels that like will actually challenge you. Like you know, tradition traditional Nintendo Mario levels can be challenging like near the end, but like these are just fucker levels. No, this is like a new. It, it's a, a different type of... It's a, the, the only kind of Mario that could exist is this, like, crowdsourced Mario. Yeah. These are all just mind teasers and fuck all. It's just, They're puzzles. It's crazy. But some of them aren't even puzzles. Some of them, some of them are just deft skills. Like, yeah. I played one that Gershman made called Turkey and Stuffing. And it is literally one block wide platforms that you have to time. And they're all moving. Oh, God. That sounds to, awful. And there's one... It's a hook shot. That's so not fun. So you're standing on a platform and the pipe is beneath you and there's just a huge wall and so you have to jump out only far enough so that when you fall you have to time it perfectly to hit the left stick back in and you'll and he'll move laterally while he's falling to land on the platform that sounds awful that doesn't sound like that's not that's not fun 
That sounds hard. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. It's all about skill. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's fun, and it's it's fun when people mix stuff up or like they do something that you're familiar with. Like there was one, someone made. I uh, called it. It was a Mario three level. He called it remix. Uh, world one fortress mm-hmm. and so it's the midway fortress in the first world of mario 3 and he he completely replicated it but like made it a lot more challenging so there's kind of like fireballs flying everywhere mm-hmm. but you get to the end of the first room in the castle and i realized something because i got a leaf and so i had the raccoon tail and i realized wait a second and so i run there's barely enough room to run to get your p power up and i fly up and in the first fortress of Mario Brothers 3, if you fly up to the ceiling before you go through the first door, there's a warp whistle. Mm-hmm. He built it so that there's a door there that'll immediately take you to the exit. That's pretty cool. A little Easter egg action. And I was like, alright, alright. Yeah, he knows, he knows his audience. He knows what he's doing. So it's just really cool stuff like that. And the fact that they make the 100 Mario challenge where it's just, okay, here are 16 levels of normal difficulty. Mm-hmm. Play them. And when you get to the end, you unlock one of the special costumes. Oh, that's kind of cool. And there's like 150 costumes, and they're constantly putting more. Really? I, I unlock this one. Because well, what's the workflow to get a costume in there? It's, you know. <laughs> it's like eight, eight, a sprite sheet of... What do the costumes look like in New Super Mario Bros.? You can only play them in original Mario Brothers. Oh. That's the only time you can get the special mushroom. Because, so some of the pieces in the workshop swap out for other things. Mm-hmm. So... The special mushroom in Mario 1 takes the place of the super leaf in Mario 3, the feather in mm-hmm. Mario World, and the propeller mushroom in New Super Mario Brothers. Mm. So you can only have the special characters. So, But they're constantly updating them. So they updated a new one yesterday, and they have these um, event courses that you can play. So they have like the one from PAX East oh, that's 2014, cool. mm-hmm. uh, like the Omegathon final event, and a bunch of other ones. And some of them have... The special mushroom costumes at the end. There's this one I played, and the special costume <laughs> turns you into Mario and Luigi from Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and what? then also Paper Mario. So it's all three oh, of them running the, together. That's for the what's for it? Paper Jam. Yeah, that's cool. It's funny. So they're all like running. So there's together. gonna be a Star Fox one, and a, yeah, that's cool. There's a uh, Donkey Kong Jr. one. There's one of like an announcer from Japan, like some famous game announcer. He's the guy in Punch Out that's not Mario, right? I don't know. He wears like a blue suit. Oh, never mind. I have no that idea. doesn't exist. Maybe it is just Mario. No, he's like he's like an actual T V personality in Japan. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. Neat. And the best one and, and and it'll change the music when you get the special mushrooms. And the best one is like when you get it, so like if you get the link one it does the link chime. Right, it does or, the music. Or the Mega Man chime. And the best one is when you get the 25th anniversary Luigi one, which mm-hmm. is just the uh, Super Mario Brothers Mario sprite, but they've changed it into modern colors, so it's the blue overalls with the green, and then he actually has white gloves instead of just hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, yeah, and he just starts running. Oh, uh, that's so stupid. Whatever. <laughs> it's really funny. So you like Mario Maker? I like it. It seems like everyone does. Like, and I haven't heard anyone say, "Well, this isn't cool." I think people think it's really cool. I think I just got burnt out by playing that, making that really fucking hard level. You did it to yourself out man. the gate. That's your fault. So I need some downtime before I can go back and make another one of those. You're levels. a crazy person. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. And the and the I am a believer in this 
Wii U controller, this gamepad, like just play because I barely use the TV when playing it. I just play everything off. Oh, people like that thing. It's crazy. Yeah, it seems kind of cool. Like if that's what they're going to do with the NX. Yeah, like, that's the NX is more exciting the more I think conceptually about it because like what I like about Nintendo platforms, you know. Yeah, and it it, it makes me understand more with streaming products or like what's the the nvidia shield yeah the nvidia shield or the ps vita like streaming i stream my laptop all the time from steam right so that i can play steam while they're watching you know something something something. and can you connect your controller to that my steam controller or your playstation one whichever yeah or i can just play i mean if i'm in here i can just leave the controller connected to the pc because its inputs are still reading through the pc oh that's just okay um but yeah man it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I just need a better a better router. Cha Hank. Yeah, I, I don't know what the um the wireless spectrum is or what, what whatever um, standard they're using for the controller. Mm-hmm. Because like there is very little distance. Like I went into literally there was probably like ten feet between the the Wii U and the next room, but there was a wall in between. Yeah. And it and it was dropping. So there's that thing called um it's some standard it's like called Li Fi or something, where it requires a pretty direct connection but it's incredibly fast mm-hmm. and it like zeroes up the latency. But that might be like a similar technology. Maybe. So it's like super fast, Wi Fi, you know, but what's what's so cool about Wi Fi is that, you know, you put a router somewhere in your house and you have internet everywhere. And we take it for granted how crazy that is, but it has to be a very certain type of wave. Which apparently can only take so much data or whatever. Yeah. So like I was sitting in bed, and my Wii U was literally like three feet away from me, mm-hmm. and there was a point where there was a, some little screen tearing. It only happened like once, but mm. I was like, if I'm this close, really, I feel like it shouldn't happen at all. Well, and it might be other interference in your house too. I think it has to be a direct. It probably is looking for that direct connection. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But besides that, put mirrors all over your house. No hitches. Oh, so on top of my my the case of trying to fix my PC, I was just getting frustrated. I was like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm ignoring this now. And then on my MacBook, my T key is being fucked up. Ew. It's like broken. Oh God. Um, so that's been bugging the crap out of me. I'm like, all right, everything's breaking. And so I just picked up my Wii U and sat down in bed and there's this huge mark on the screen that wouldn't go away. Mm. And I, Almost lost my shit until I looked it up and it was like, no, that's natural and that goes away. That's due to humidity that's happened. That's some it's like some Newtonian property that happens. Oh, it's just moisture between the screens because it's a capacitive screen. Yeah, and I, I, I was. Oh, just that's like, what it is because the capa- yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably just the moisture building between them. Well, there's a, as a term for it, it's like Newton mask or Newton gas or something. Mmm, Newton gas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. But yeah. Well, so the Wii U is a success. You're glad you purchased it. Yeah. Except yesterday when I was at work, when I told my boss, I was like, I bought Wii U. He's like, why? And then immediately buyer's remorse like set in and like cognitive dissonance. Like, what? Why just, would you let that? If, who? What's your boss know? I, like, he's a big, he's an avid gamer, but it was just like. So? What? That caused your buyer's remorse? Not the sitting in Target and arguing with the lady? Dude, what? Hmm. Is your boss like, what, what was his argument? He was just like, well, I, there would be no games for me that I want to play. Speaking like for him. That's, that's insanity. The Wii U has a better first-party line, or better lineup, period, than most platforms have had 
Eh. I'm not saying I agree with him. I'm just saying how he made me feel. Let me talk to him. Eh. Sounds like. Don't let don't let them do that to you. Don't let them do that. That's not a nice thing. Well, it sounds like he doesn't know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure he's very smart. Always always well spoken to you. Huh? Always aptly spoken. Oh, by me? Yeah. I I, I seek to offend. Um, just kidding. It's your credo. That's not my credo. I'm just honest, man. If you read that article I sent you today, you... I read it. Oh, did you? What'd you think of it? I've, I've seen that before, and I've seen, like... The coddling of the American collegiate mind. And also... By the Atlantic. I've seen something alternative to that, where I've seen... Where, like, if any student complains about their professor, like, the professor is basically on the losing end of that argument. Or, mm-hmm. like, they say... It's, it's also what the article said about, like, explaining ideas that might be unpopular or, you know offensive but there was another aspect to it and it was just it was almost like teaching styles in general yeah like if a student complains about my teaching style and the way i do things not even if it's like offensive but just like i don't like the way you do things yeah like the professor's getting in trouble that's weird like i feel like that you have to i think that you you as a student have to kind of seek out and it's harder now than ever right you can't seek out Professors, the way unless you go to like a, an institution where you're like, like you go to UVA because you want Larry Sabato, like you want that political science experience because you know how he thinks. But I mean, you know, Larry Sabato, pretty he's written books. Like you can get a sense of how he's going to teach you mm-hmm. if you look into it. But I don't think a lot of students do that. Well, I think it's just hard because like I understand good professors having that fear, but also on the student side, you know I had numerous bad professors and when i but you've had objectively bad professors right like you haven't had ones that have offended you you have ones that have yeah but i'm asking like how does a um the university officials how do they parse that well i think they have to look at the the whole the whole map is are the students learning them like are they getting are is the university getting recertified is it are they hitting the standards they need to hit you know i mean because if you're the outlier then you know not that you specifically are but like if there's a student that just isn't performing because it's tile like do you flag the professor that's been doing okay or do you you know like i don't know but i also see specifically in my case i see professors given leeway even though they might be bad educators because they're good researchers yes right well that's what happens when you go to a research university yeah. and that is a larger problem with academia as an institution has been proven that good researchers are not good professors. Like I've absolutely seen, seen articles about that, and I would agree with that. I was the what? what but what, I, I know that's not the point of that. No, no, no. Article. But I think there, I think that's a really important point to bring up, though, because I think that there's, I think the point you're bringing up is a more objective scale, though. Yeah. Like I would argue that the professors you've had, you've had problems with not because of their teaching style, but because they're just inadequate yeah. educators. And I think that teaching is a a skill, like is a. There are good people that are that you invest time into learning how to teach. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a, it's mostly a soft skill because all of my most of my business professors have been phenomenal. Oh, well, it's 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 tied to you know your your ability to communication, your ability for empathy. I think empathy is a huge part of teaching. Yeah. Um, I think it's your ability to kind of swallow your pride and and, 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 and and learn towards the way students want to learn. Oh no, he's sneaking around again. We're talking about teaching. Teaching. You said it's a soft skill. Yeah. Well, from what I've noticed from my business professors, because most of my business professors come from management, and that's mostly a soft skill. It's mostly a 
communication-based skill. But it's also a uh, one that I think takes, again, like, it's just something you refine over time. Which is funny, because I think that you can refine it by doing other things than teaching itself. Yeah. But you think that these people that have been teaching for years and years would get better at it. So. I think they just don't listen to the feedback, and if the school puts pressure on them, they're like, well, I'm out. Well, and the, but that's the thing is, it, is it, it's an institution that, like, where, where, what is the, the universe, like, in the STEM fields, like, isn't research one of the priorities of an institution? I guess, but, like, another priority is to create the next generation of right. researchers and professionals. Yeah, and I just don't know what the, like, what, what the opportunity cost is to one way or the other. Or well, do, does there have to be one? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Like, maybe future universities aren't going to be in the same style. Maybe you're just going to have research centers. Right. You're going to take all your grant money, and then you're going to have smaller kind of community college-esque trade universities. Yeah. I mean, trade skills are also, I think, a thing that's going to re, re, re-come about. But the article I sent you was more about the like relationship of what a, a campus is. Yeah. And I think that I've seen a very distinct difference in how my graduate program is versus my undergraduate program. And not that I ever felt like VCU, I think VCU already strove to be this, uh, a school that prided itself on diversity and prided itself on, it always felt like a pretty, I never, I never felt uncomfortable, but I'm also a white dude. So like I have, you know, life easy mode. Yeah. It's, I love that Louis C.K. skit where he's like, you go anytime yep. in the past, it's like, oh, you're white? Oh, we have a table set up yeah. just for you. And I mean, and that's, 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 that's fair, but I, I do, I get scared. I, I think that there is a a level of, of uh, we have to be very careful as a generation to to not be afraid of, of, of developing a thick skin. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the thing that the Brancer has taught me the most this semester is just you have to divorce yourself from the, the, the type of feedback because you have to be able to parse that feedback and, and really look into like what what is it saying and I think that you know it can get it can it can make you question who's giving and it's 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 making you skeptical about everything and questioning like well what is this rooted in is this you know whatever but the point is is that people aren't going to agree with you and that's just the way the world is like it's the way humanity's always been and that's 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 hard yeah and the other consideration is that you have to at least look at hard to grasp or, you know, right, you uncomfortable ideas. And I think that that goes back to, like, you know, I, I think if – I think it's the hardest battle for freedom of speech is, is to defend the, the worst kind of stuff. But I think that's what you have to defend. What was that famous one? The uh, the neo Nazis in that midwestern town, you know that. I know the case you're talking about. I think it was like Scotchy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it sucks because it's 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 terrible and it's heinous and it's gross. But at the same time, like if you want these freedoms, you have to you can't sand them down. Right. And I think that that's kind of a. Anyways, the guy. It's just an interesting article. I thought yeah, it was yeah. It was it was a it poses a weird argument and it also what really freaks me out is that there's a bunch of stand-up comedians that won't go to college campuses and i think that that as a generation is is just disappointing oh you're talking about like the jerry seinfeld thing and... chris rock won't go to college campuses really? anymore. dave Chappelle won't go to college campuses anymore a lot of college a lot of comics don't want to run the college circuit because 
it's just stressful when they're getting they can't they can't be they can't be offensive and they can't be you know but i think a lot of comedy is rooted in you know putting that point of view on something like that and you could argue i mean if you've ever seen chris rock stand up i mean that's what his whole thing is like so it's just interesting to me that i think that we've as a generation i think we are a very you know it scares me (laughs) it's not a bad thing and i think that there's there's a lot of good rooted in it but i i just think that there's a lot that we that it's been a refreshing it's made me better I think working in an environment where you can fail and you fail hard and you know that you're failing and I think that that I, I like that and I think that that's something that I don't know yeah I like failing like as long as it's productive like if it's self-destructive like, no 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 I, I think I, and I just I can think of times when I was failing and I was like well I can't like what where, what is Besides my own developing my own thick skin, what is the development out of this? Because maybe I am improving, but maybe the people around me aren't. Like, I can, either professionally or, like, back when I was younger in high school or something, I can think of stuff like that. But I think that's a good thing to have to reconcile with at this level. Because if you don't, what do you do when you get into an environment where that does happen? Where everyone's just immediately hostile? Um, no, but there's, I mean, you're not going to ever, I don't know, I don't know. There's no, I don't have like a stance on this one way or the other. I just, right. think, I just don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, but just like how in the article, like people have to be willing to engage with ideas that they might find disgusting or they don't necessarily agree with or might offend them. Like also the people that might be creating those offensive ideas or might be taking the devil's advocate side of it have to be able to parse productive offensiveness versus unproductive offensiveness. And I feel like people sometimes can't separate the wheat from the chaff. Right. I mean, I, I can see that, but I think that why... So, okay, give me an, So what would be... So who decides what's productive offensiveness? If your I, only scale is your emotional reaction to it, which I think yeah. another thing the point the article makes is that when the gauge is the... And this, again, I'm not, I'm not pressing you on this. I'm no, saying, I know. I'm saying that's what I found so interesting is that, and what scares me is that when it's all rooted in emotion, it's when it gets the most. It's the icky. It's the area that you can't. You can't like. It's too close to home. Like you can't. Right. There's no numbers for that, you know. And, and that's where it gets hard when you're making regulations and you're making standards. Like that's where it gets tricky. And you're seeing more and more of that. And I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Like I, there's nothing that VCU's done that I've been like, well, that's silly. You know, I think it's. It's fine. You know, but I just don't know at what point when, what, what can be misconstrued, right. you know, and, and there was, it happened at VCU a few years ago, a coach was fired, um, wasn't performing, and, but he, openly gay, right, so there's a whole thing that was brought up, this happened in our sophomore year, my sophomore year. The athletic. This is when they they got a new athletic director that came in. Okay, and they were trying. They were to, the athletic director, the person that got fired. Or no, no, no. The coach of what? Volleyball. Okay, I might have it wrong. It is the coach of volleyball, but whatever. And they were fired among a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. And 
he said it was because the athletic director. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the autocorrect from Google said VCU volleyball coach fired for being gay. Well, he said he was, but he was also a. He just wasn't performing. There uh-huh. was a, it was a losing team, so I don't know. And like when you can make these claims that that, that do, and it could be that, but if you don't have, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Wasn't that the entire point of the movie Philadelphia? Right. Is that Tom Hanks gets fired and he gets fired because he has AIDS. And right, assume but big by that he's gay. Right, it was just a weird article. Mm. I don't, know, I just didn't know what you would. The, 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 no, I mean I agree, I agree with those ideas. Like I've seen those before. It's like you know, just how, just how the professor might offend or make someone uncomfortable. Well, then the professor is then made offended or uncomfortable if they have to lose their job just for expressing an idea. So it's, it's a no-win situation. And I feel like we're setting ourselves up for a no-win situation when the the answer is is to just just get rid of it. Get rid of get rid of what? Get rid of those thoughts. Get rid of expressing those ideas or speaking like that. Speaking inflammatory or speaking? Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's the answer. No, I I don't think so either. Uh-oh. But is that what universities well, I, I think, are doing? I think that's the, that's the end game. Here. Yeah. Like you you either you have to either strip it down. To the point where, and, and there was that whole thing when the, the girl at Yale said, I want this to be a, this isn't a place for something, it's a place to make, it's supposed to be a home. Right. And I don't think a university is a home. I don't think, I don't think you should find refuge in a university. You should, you should challenge, and I really like the quote in the, in the article and one that's in the, um, it's been used a bunch in, 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 in academia, is like, you don't, you go to college, change the way you think, not what you, what you think. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important. Right. And. Well, I mean, like, if, especially for liberal arts stuff. Like, if you're going into yeah. humanities and you're yeah. going to anything, like, um, yeah, expand your mind. You, well, you have to open yourself up to the things you are uncomfortable with, and like, and and uh, I don't know. And yeah. I think VCU does a good job of that because VCU is such a it's a, a very big art school. It's a very there's a lot of different people in this like there's an urban campus. Right. Like it by nature of being at VCU, I think you get that experience, which I think is really really important mm-hmm. compared to a lot of universities that aren't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with the school is supposed to be home, but I mean, also, like, universities have constructed that problem for themselves by, like, on-campus housing and things like that. And I, student affairs, like, the fact that student affairs is, like, amenities are a draw of colleges, and, and I think that that's also an issue. Like, yeah. having a nice gym ranks you above, it, you're selling hotel services now. But, man, we have a pretty good gym. I love it, and I love it, and I love, I love the, you know, the, the, the niceties that come with going to both schools are are good yeah yeah i yeah like I, I feel like the future of of universities should be probably something way different like we we talked about this it's probably one of my favorite conversations we had in my uh product development management or marketing class and it was just like all right products that exist today didn't exist 15 years ago we're going to redefine what college is what do you think college is going to be like in 15 years and you know we said things like Online courses are probably going to, if not dominate, at least play a huge role. Oh, and they're, they, you're right, yes. Um, traditional degrees probably won't exist. You'll probably get maybe more closer to certifications. So it's almost like a grab bag of what you're studying. Yeah. And just things like that. And Do you think it's going to get more specialized? Because I would argue for the, the because the, to specialize is, is because education is so much more um, per diem now. Uh huh. That you can that it almost, I don't know. Like I feel like a broader a broader degree type can give you some leverage because you can you can specialize in your career and you can you can change. Yeah. 
See, I would argue that like a survey of computer science degree would be a really good thing. Like you have a, a base understanding right. of all these concepts. But also in, in the computer science department, we have like three different certificates now. We have one in cybersecurity. We have one in data science. We have one. And so job, like, job, job. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like that's the point. And like, so I see that and I'm like, well, that would make sense if like, instead of on your resume, you have, I have a bachelor of science in computer science and then certificate in this. It's going to be, I have a certificate in this, 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 and this. Right. And then like, and then there's this presumption that okay, but you also got the base courses in, okay, in order to get the certification. Yeah, I, I can see that too. But, but then then you start not needing, especially with things like computer science. Like you just don't; those institutions are less and less relevant. And I think they're having a hard time with that. Exactly. And like what we're saying is like completely antithetical to what we're seeing on campus because like a new dorm is being built every year. Well, more and more people go to college every year. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it seems like a good thing and and, and potentially a bad thing. Well, I mean, it's. I, creating there's less scarcity yeah and that's when it's a bad thing well there's a vox article that i just looked at the saying that like we have the most educated poor people this generation mm -hmm. because like and i didn't read too in depth into the article so i wasn't looking at like the root causes of that but it's like showing that you know there are people with post backs that still below the poverty line it's like this doesn't well, ensure you anything anymore because there's there's this money was so easy to get for it you know what I mean? Like, it's, it was That's so true. easy for me to get... I mean, even to go to grad school. Like, I didn't have to do anything to get my loan. Like, my whole grad school, they were ready to give me the loan for. Because, because the they, interest, they're going to make off of it. I pay, you know, 10 years over, they get an extra 20K. Yeah. You know, and that's 10 years is nothing. Like, 10 years is... That's nothing. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, this guy that's making a career out of it is like, I'll be here for 10 more years. I'll see the return on this. Yeah. And I think that that's... And I think that if you're going to think of the next bubble, it's, it's our... Education. Crushing graduate debt, you yeah. know. Yeah, like I saw that even in at uh, Tidewater Community College when I went to community college. Like I got there, and it was you know a decent campus. There's some really old buildings there, but like by the time I was leaving, so the way it was shaped, it was like a U shape. This was the Virginia Beach campus, so they had four campuses. Their Portsmouth campus was completely new. Like they just bought a huge plot of land. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in downtown Portsmouth because they're downtown. So they had five campuses. The downtown Portsmouth was the art school. But in like farther down the road, they just bought this huge plot of land and just poof, school buildings. Really? Yeah. And then I think that's cool though. It is cool. Like I mean, that's impressive. Like just to see like this thing just rise out of nothing. But at the same time, like think of all of the returning students, the you know parents, the all everything that they're the ones paying for this. Mm -hmm. Are they going to see the return that the schools and seeing? their degree? Yeah. One, well, that's a good point, is that not a lot of people are breaking down just, like, the, the massive business that this thing is, be it is, and yeah. it has always been. Like, there's no, ever since, like, I, I, would, I would argue we were born, universities became more and more of, like, you go to college. Yeah. You go to college. And, like, a university, like, a regular university is, like, you can see as, like, your traditional big bank, but, like, a community college is, like, a micro-loan bank. Because they're not... I like the community college system, though. No, no, it's I, I fine. Think it's big, I think it's a really good... I think I think that that model is still more productive than the Lawrence University model. I, I, I agree. And you're a product of it. Yeah. So. No, yeah, you're exactly right. And the but and the Virginia Beach campus was this U-shaped campus um, mm -hmm. that was, like, down the road. It was, like, almost the, between the border of, of Virginia Beach and Norfolk. And Norfolk? It, Norfolk. And, and it surrounded this artificial, this man-made lake that was, you know, like a smaller lake. Mm. And by the time I was leaving, they had, like, 
maybe six buildings in a U shape around the campus. But by the time I was leaving, they built this, like our library, not just the extension of our library, but the entire Cabell library. They built a public slash private library that they shared with the, the city, city that was at least twice, if not three times the size of Cabell. Yeah, but Cabell's old. Yeah, but no, I'm saying the size. Oh, it's just big? Just big. And Cabell's big. Yeah. And then, um, and they built this huge athletic, like, Facility. fitness center on top of the lake because, like, the provost of the school or the president of the school went to, a, I don't know, they went to some city and they saw this piece of architecture where someone built this structure on top of the thing and there are all these bridges connecting to it and mm-hmm. there's, like, this heart just sitting on top of mm-hmm. the building. It's like, I want that. It's pretty cool. And they had the money to do it. Well, and, I mean, you can argue that 2008 and 2009 also, in terms of, like, things that channeled money into the education system. Yeah. The higher education system, not the not, not yeah. public education. That's a lost cause. Public education? <laughs> yeah. That's it's kind of scary. Well, this is the education podcast. Where we educate. Where we educate. Where we wish we were more educated on educational topics. Uh, I'm pretty, I know everything, so I'm all good. <laughs> Uh, uh, the coddling of the American, whatever it was called. What's it called? Uh, Do you have it up? I sent it to you. It's on the Atlantic. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's worth a read. It's slightly terrifying. The coddling of the American mind. It's a little... It's and it's the But the, the other thing that I it infuriates me is the the the, the generational tension that, that happens no matter what. It happened to the, the Gen Xers. It's going to happen. It's already happened to millennials. But I, I do think that in our generation is being discounted by generations above us because of, of, of stuff like this. You know, this is written from... I mean, I, I don't think this was written by a millennial. And um, Let's look. So, you know, and that's something that really scares me is that, you know, we, we are treated as a generation that is highly entrepreneurial, but also highly, like, volatile and highly, like, yeah, emotional and needy. And, yeah. and, and But also, I mean, I, you know... We, we, we lack loyalty, we lack... But is that a product of the environment that, that we were raised in? Or is it a product of, you know... How do you, how do you, how do you still succeed in that environment? So my... At the Portsmouth campus, uh, I only took one class there. And mm-hmm. it was my macro and micro econ classes. I knocked them both out in a semester, and they were half a semester long. And it was the same professor taught both and he was a cpa and that and then he was a professor and so he taught the accounting and econ classes and he was talking about because he talked about this generational thing because like he talked a a lot of philosophical talk about economics and like the effects of economics and talking about like not a millennial (laughs) and talked about how you know the way people acted how it affects the American economy, and you see this, you know, and people like to argue about, I don't know, people living off the government and things like that, but he was talking about, like, a more, like, people don't, people don't have the same considerations for what it means to give something and then receive something in return, as they used to. Yeah. So, that's right. So, he was just, he was talking about that a lot, and this, he had this example of, like, well, he said, well, look at the baby boomers. Like, the baby boomers had, you know, gave a lot to their kids because they themselves came from a place of, you know, want 
mm-hmm. um, because you know they their parents were in the World War Two and the Great Depression and they didn't and they didn't have anything so they kind of came out of this thing not having anything so the baby boomers provide to their kids who are the Gen X and Gen Yers like to they provided them more than they needed right and then my professor was like that created a generation of people that did not want to provide to their generation or to their children which was the millennials and like this isn't oh and it's, it's like we talked about the other week didn't we like just the pendulum switch like it yeah. moves like and this is I guarantee our generation are gonna raise the most hard ass kids it's gonna be a combination of yeah. like this because from all the debt collection and like trying to live with that you're just going to create this yeah, generation of... Well, you have a generation of broke people yeah. that are, you know, going to be paying $700, $800 a month for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know, your disposable income, like, even if your average salary is higher for a generation, which it may or may not be, I don't know, it doesn't matter because your actual net out, you're still spending, you know, some twelve grand a year just on, on paying on, on reparations, which is cool because in, in the long run, it nets out potentially higher, but if there's no job, like... Yeah. But also, the economy now, at least as far as I can tell, is that there's just there's money in the system again. Yeah. The I mean, Fed we've was, seen it. Yeah. The Fed was just talking about finally putting an interest rate on because it's been at zero. Right. Since the recession. And it's 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 exciting, but I just, I, I fear that generational gap that you're going to, that, that schism is that, is that when the generation that we're a part of, I think is going to have to reconcile the generation ahead of it. But also within itself, because no generation is ever going to agree on anything. And I think that you know you have everything so extreme right now. Yeah. And I think that it's hard because I think that one thing that would be really cool is that if people would move back towards this kind of we need to compromise. Like everything is so just yeah. it has to be done this way. And like the American political system. And like I just wish there was like a middle ground. And being educated doesn't help. No, no, I think it makes it worse. Yeah. I think it gives you a false sense of superiority. And yeah. I think that we can both agree on that. That, like, it, the one thing I think that you and I agree on is that, like, at the end of the day, like, it's what, what you've done is the reflection of what you, you know, you're, it's not your education. <laughs> we don't have much to show for ours yet. <laughs> um, but, like, going back to the, 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 the want and the need thing, it's like, you know, look at my dad specifically. My dad's a baby boomer because he's a in, boomer. He's a six. He's, he's a sixty. Boomer. Um, <laughs> wait, is that a Left for Dead joke or is that a Fallout joke? It wasn't. No, no, no jokes. Okay. Uh, and the boomers suck though because they fucking drop those air. Uh, anyways, continue. And but my dad, look, you know, he had four or five siblings, and he never really had much growing up, and he always talked about his dad being a cheapskate. And my and he just has so much stuff now mm-hmm. just like 20 pairs of shoes all these watches you know all this other unnecessary stuff but you talk to him now he's like you know i don't really need this stuff but that doesn't stop him from getting it because like he'll still buy stuff well because he's but you're i think well, well I, don't, I don't know your so, situation. So, so, the, so so and then the the alternative or the other thing to that is that like we didn't have health insurance for a while yeah. I, and i know you didn't either but like you know, and also my mom was had cancer. My dad was overweight, so there's that consideration. But it's like, well, yeah, health insurance. But didn't you say there was a gap where you didn't? Uh, if I'm misremembering that, that's fine. Maybe I, maybe I don't remember. But it's like things like that. It's like I oh, had the dichotomy where my dad was doing okay, and my mom was on food stamps. Right, <laughs> that was my dichotomy. My di- the dichotomy here is that my parents 
did well for themselves but just didn't know how to manage their money. Right. And but also the product of like in, in in how how can we say from a place of like I mean objectively you should probably have health insurance, but if you look at the net out, I think you know your mom battled cancer successfully, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and you're still breathing, you know, and you you get your you know you get your meds and like yeah I and I must I think you're right I think having health insurance is incredibly important I think having car insurance is super important I think, but at the same time like it's these these value judgments are what dictate, I think, that generational difference, too. Right. Because I think also we are a generation that is just... We grew up in a world where it's just like this cartoon. Like, it's just... It's constant... Nothing's ever right. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and that's why insurance, I think, is just incredibly successful. But... I just... I mean, I know you have... Like, you, like, respect your dad and you have a pretty good relationship with your dad and i have a fine relationship with my dad but like my dad and i like go back to that kind of mental superiority thing like my dad didn't graduate high school and there's this gap of like everything that he thinks is right is either based off like his experience which is fine Mm -hmm. or his gut just guesses but i i i think that that's that's fine but like when it comes to like actual stuff where i'm like dad that's wrong because i can prove it like matter of factly that's wrong Mm -hmm. like my dad's never voted my dad's never voted and he says don't call him out like that on the wall oh yeah yeah i'm I'm gonna call him out okay because he's proud of it he's like well i've never seen a politician like i had faith in i'm like that's part of the problem what is the part of the problem is that that he's right or that he thinks that well, I mean, if he's never believed in a politics, like, but it's still your. I think it's it's your duty as an American citizen to vote. Right? I think it's just my dad like doesn't understand the well, <laughs> you but, know, so, but think about the okay, government so, system, po- th- political th- system. That's that's okay. So here's something that I want. So in in one thing I've been thinking a lot about is that is that your dad's fault because he didn't seek the info out because there right or is that our infrastructure's fault? I mean, I mean, it could be both, but like you you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Like it's <laughs> two party system. You're just holding your dad's head to a brochure. He's like, I want to, I want to drink this. What's well, not even that? It was like, you know, my dad and I had a huge discussion when he was driving me home once, uh, for some holiday, about um, when Tim Cook came out and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. said he was gay, mm-hmm. and my dad said, I don't, I don't get it. Why is that a big deal? It's like I don't care if he's gay. It's like that's fine. Like you know, and my dad works in a very pro-gay profession and, and it's funny because you isn't i don't know it's it's hilarious and i'm just like but dad that's not for you like it was like trying to explain a social issue that like he had no concept of because my dad you know bless his soul he's a simple man oh come on he's, he's, i think that's disingenuous to your father he, well, no i'm saying that like he has, sim- I, he has I, simple I, needs who am i to tell you that's what i'm saying i'm saying like like you give him you give him his you know, pair of clippers in one hand, fishing pole in the other, and then he's set. Your dad is, just doesn't make sense anywhere on the chart, though. Like, let me just explain that. Like, in what way? In which chart? The, the the chart that I've built up in my head of, like, your dad is this, this Italian man. But maybe he does make sense. It just, you know, he, he'll, he'll rest to whatever logic he needs for an argument. Like, we were talking about Trump. Oh, he's, he's like, well, he's just because he's a New Yorker. Like, <laughs> like what? Dad. What does that? What does that even mean? Yeah, but the the hyperbole surrounding Trump is infuriating. Like it's not. It's it's wrong on both sides. Well, it's like we weren't even having a discussion. It's like that's just he just said that, and then that was the discussion. Because that's the that's the that's the state of discussion. I would argue 
yeah. That's that's all I'm saying is that like you know, he, he pays no mind to things that are that don't affect him. Yeah. Which is, and I think that, I think that that's also a widespread. I don't. I think that that's very prevalent in our generation. Oh, I think so too. I think that we are a a a uh, disenfranchised, not disenfranchised. Excuse me, disillusioned. Because we think we have no sway, and I mean, it just bums me out. Because you talk to people like you know, when when Winnie and I got in that discussion the other night, one might say it was an argument. <laughs> um, you know what what makes me so happy about that, and I think you know, is that there's at least there's a a a, a passion, you know, and and they right. and under and it, like regardless of if we net out the same, which I think we were agreeing more than we were saying, we were talking two different points completely. Um, I think that it's still someone needs to figure out a way to, to bring that conversation in a way that's relevant to like our generation yeah so I'm launching this new app <laughs> called Compromise oh okay C-R-O-M-P-R so is this like like the opposite of Yik Yak you go on there to you go on there to like discuss no I'm just kidding that's not my app but nonetheless yeah. so we figured we figured it out we solved the problems of the world I wish yeah uh Speaking of app stuff, uh, do you want to hear how the finance presentation went for Ward? Sure. That's about Ward. I'm going to wrap it up with this, though. Yeah. Uh, it went really well. It, um... How much money you get? I don't know. Oh, I know. I got at least... I probably got at least 400 grand. Oh, cool. Well, that's what we're setting there. <laughs> like, at least we can zero our loans out and... Yeah. Because if we ever got any, that's what I would do first, which is zero the loans out and be like... <laughs> Duh. Ah, well, so war didn't really work out, but we're good. <laughs> but, you know. Scott's free. I can just go work in a restaurant and just pay my <laughs> pay my rent. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so there were some people that, like, were using projects that they did before for, like, the, the entrepreneurship capstone. There's mm-hmm. some people going up there just talking out of their ass. There That'll was, happen. That, there was one that just went up there and was like, we're going to sit. Our product is... Um, this magical epoxy that will fix cracks in your phone. I fucking hate that. And and not only that, but like everyone, they all pretended to be different people. So like one of them pretended to be like some chemical engineer that had like a doctorate or something. Oh, and come I'm on, like, that's at least funny. Uh, sure. But the theater of presentation, they win. <laughs> which is so important. In the theater. <laughs> Dude, okay, I didn't believe that at all. But after doing like a couple of pitches and stuff and then going to school and hearing the same thing optics man like oh sure like, like people hear what they see exactly yeah but like what I'm i not saying you disagree with that i just think it's funny that they actually went at least they went like all in on it yeah but it was just like did he have a german accent when he was the kid with the, god oh, you see that's french i don't know what i'm doing it's like the villain from the beginning of avengers 2 <laughs> the, oh yeah but, who was the, avengers 2 is kind of lame it's just it moves too fast i think mm. just to fill it with too much like that first scene you would only know what they were doing, like I, like they fill you in. But also, it's based off of so much prior knowledge from the Agents of Shield show. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, why? Like I understand, yeah. like inter. But I didn't have that knowledge when I saw it the first time, and it didn't bother me. No, but like, like that first scene when they're bre- breaking into that Hydra base, that's the slowest scene in yeah. that entire movie. And then after that, it's just it, it's just off the rails. It's just breakneck. But so anyway, the war presentation. But anyway, so like, so those are some of the presentations, and then there was one where it was like, um, their pitch was a seasonal Christmas light installation service. 
which the professor was like, that's actually really good. I would, I would like, you know, I would use that service. It was like, so they were actually seeing a need and then other people were, you know, just pitching products they wanted to do. But that's like, what's cool about that is it's a problem that you didn't know you had until you hear it and you're like, well, I mean, I, I, maybe I don't have that problem yet, but you know, if I, I can have see that income, problem. I can see, I can see someone that's like well off enough that wants to be involved in that, but it's too busy or. Yeah. So. It's a good idea. <laughs> take it. So I have this app. <laughs> Christmas tree installation. That. That's the cool thing about building websites is that you just, you just make a web view on your app. Just make a form. Yeah. But so the ward one, uh, you know, I structured it by first explaining what it was and like, okay, it's it's the mark. You you established the market. You established. Yeah. So like, I had a chart like saying like the things that players. This was from marketing research. It was like uh, things that gamers value, and the first three were. Uh, difficult gameplay graphics was number two and then number three was narrative storytelling and I was talking about how we're trying to meet you hear what you see between the uh, narrative and the gameplay aspect I was doing other stuff and like a lot of it was like examples um, so I had Super Meat Boy Braid Undertale and uh, Gone Home as like the examples in terms mm-hmm. of revenue and Undertale is making a lot of money <laughs> Uh, I didn't realize. The, the buzz is around it, man. Yeah. The, the conversation doesn't stop. Yeah. Because it was a Kickstarter and it only wanted 5000 and it made 50 grand. And then it sold like 400,000 copies. Mm-hmm. So, by revenue estimates, it's somewhere around $4 million. So, it's doing pretty well. But I was showing, and I was showing like the scale of these games and then also like how many people were developing them. So, I was like, Super Meat Boy, two people. Braid, two people. Undertale, two people, gone home, eight people. Right. And I saw. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And saying that like you could, you can do a lot with a little. Mm-hmm. And showing how like also if you were to reinvest that money, how you could constantly increase the scope and scale of your product. Mm-hmm. And talking about like, to a bunch of business students, like oh that seems obvious, right? And then showing the team meet example, it's like you know they made one game, and they're still developing games, but their time scale is way slower now because they have 15 million dollars they don't they're not right. hurting right like ed mcmillan can take his time and make binding of isaac over the course of years well binding of isaac is also a money-making product machine too i think his merchandise around that thing has been pretty successful too yeah but like the mugenics game or they're making a meat boy smartphone game like just taking their time with it mm-hmm. but yeah so i was just showing because they have a brand now though too like to make anything bad could take away from that clout. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's also something that, you know, your first release is so... You can fail over and over until you have a success. And then you can't fail anymore. And then you, well, you can't... I mean, you just... All of a sudden, you have... And I think that's what happened even with big budget games. You know, like... Uh, you see, like, Assassin's Creed. It, it, it did it right, and then it, it stagnated, and you see the repercussions of it in the sales. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying, like, the two-year model is the best model, but I feel like there's a balance. No, 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 I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that, like, you know, you could put a bunch of products for sale out really quickly, too, just to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. I think that you have that because you're small and you have no stakes. Unless you're asking for investment, and then, like, what you're doing, which is very different. Yeah, which is why I did, and then I asked, like, uh, so I put the, the Undertale number up there. It was like, okay, $50,000 raised, $4 million made. And I said that was, like, a 7,000% return on investment, if that oh, were, like... My. That's what, if, if it was just invested from one person, or, mm-hmm. and, like, that was kind of my case. 
And then it was like, well, we had the pitch, okay, do we want debt investment or equity investment? And I went for, I went for equity. I went for two things. I went for equity investment and like ward, or I went into profit sharing and like a game. Because mm-hmm. I kind of like that fig model of just sharing the money on that. But I don't think I would do equity investment. It's looking tricky. back on it. It's tricky. Yeah. It's just that's a hard thing. Un- un- until you're actually asked to do it, right? And I think that, I think that by the time you you are at a scale where people want to do that to you, I think that then you can make that decision because now you actually know like, okay, do I want to become something that can support a large staff, or do I want to become something that is this, you know? But the, the thing that I strongly believe and that I think that I've heard from from a bunch of speakers we've had this year and just in general is that like when you have a distinct, when you have a really good vision from one point or like a few, two points or three points you know what i mean like you have like like you could argue that google's kind of been working out of their their founder's vision and, and then steve jobs with apple and um jeff bezos for better or worse is amazon gabe newell with valve and like you know there's a there's a there's a an ethos and a mythos that follows those that like regardless of what the company does so much of it is still within this point of view and i think that no matter what you do having that point of view is so important well that's something and that's why equity can kind of get tricky yeah but even you could argue that I think Facebook has worked in a way better since Mark Zuckerberg's point of view became less relevant in the company because they became a, a more sustainable business. Mm-hmm. But will it make Facebook last? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they for they still hold on to his mantra of like move fast and break things. I think I think you're right. Right. I think that that might be a bad example. But also, you, I think that what Satya Nadella is doing with Microsoft is a, a sign of at least a vision you know especially Nadella just seems like really fucking smart but also like the most humble of CEOs like I think he knows how to step, take a step back well you have to be when you follow the ball <laughs> you can't be that I fucking love this company guy just swinging your arms around sweating everywhere we're gonna get Sarah got her mom's Surface because her mom bought a Surface Pro 4 uh-huh. that thing's incredible oh yeah I want one so bad oh man I see her use it and now I can like I just see how I want to use it like I can just see it Oh my god, everything about it. I'm gonna have to ask if I can try drawing on it and see how it works. It's got the pressure based stylus and all that stuff. It's pretty cool. It's a three, Surface Pro three. It's not Yeah, okay, that's fine. I but the Surface book, have you seen one in person? Mm-mm. Oh my god. It's just I mean it it made me it's the first time I've ever looked at a computer and been like, Well my MacBook is lame <laughs> And I just bought this thing. Hmm. I'll take it. Uh, fuck you can have it. I get half, Surface half price. My problem is that Sketch and Principle, these two softwares that I have to use like nonstop, are Mac only right now. Oh, really? But I can see because Sketch is becoming more and more ubiquitous in software design, mm-hmm. and the workflow from like Sketch into programming is amazing now because like I can pretty much pull my entire style sheet out of my Sketch document. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Huh? And you can do stuff where you can design responsibly, and Sketch will kind of make guesses for you if you assign like a grid and stuff. So you can kind of start developing your mobile comp. Or you can develop your desktop comp from your mobile comp. That's cool. It's really cool. Really, really cool stuff. But yeah, but like everyone, when I finished mine, like, for everyone else's, they were like, eh, okay. It was like, you know, like, a polite applause. But for mine, like, people weren't cheering. But They're like, standing up. They're yeah, throwing money at you. A standing ovation. But no, but like everyone, everyone that was like my friends or even people that like I didn't know that well, they were just like, that was really good. Well, because you're from a place of, I think that coming from a place of passion, like this is this yeah. is your this yeah. is this is what you're passionate about, and I think mm-hmm. that 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 always trumps anything. Like if you, go I agree. In, it's just you know it's hard to 
you know, you're just curious, like, how much an investor will see that. But I, don't, I also think that an investor wouldn't see any value in what we do until we do something. I agree. The same case I make over and over. But, and then people were, like, when people did anything related to engineering, mm. like, my, question time come around, mine was the first up. It's like, so I see you only have 30 grand dedicated towards a developer for your initial product. How long is that time scale? Because if that's a year, that's about only half. If that. If you're just hiring one. Yeah. So is that a separate developer or is that yourself? I thought that was yourself. No, that wasn't. That was me asking other people. Oh, oh, oh. Because people were like mapping out their stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least that's that's a comically low number for any engineer in any field. And it wasn't like I was trying to be mean. I was just trying to suss out like, like one of them had... So one of the products was called Agora, and it was a like secondhand market for military families, mm-hmm. so they could sell and buy stuff quickly when they move homes. It's they... called Agora. Yeah. Like, what's that a reference to? Uh, it's some. It's like a Greek marketplace, or like you know, agoraphobia, fear of open spaces. Agora was like a place yeah. All right. in antiquity where people I'm not crazy about that name. But they. Um... I don't think you should put gore next to anything military related. <laughs> but that just might be my taste. <laughs> I mean, it looked cool, you know, it was like a, a Greek column pediment logo. It looked cool. Sounds like a bank. <laughs> but they had, like, their spreadsheet out of, like, costs, and, like, one of them was, and it was a web-based service, and one of them was, like, domain slash hosting or something, and it was, like, 10 bucks a month. And I immediately looked to see if anyone owns agora.com, and I was like, so what URL are you guys going for? And they were like... Yeah, but... Yeah, okay, that one was being a little dickish. That's but like, a little... I mean, you're not wrong to think that way. I think that that level of, of precision is important, but you could do the Agora, or yeah, we Agora, we or Ag- Army Agora, or Agora. <laughs> dot, or, I don't know, like, there's, there's ways around Spill your Agora. Like, and URLs are, are irrelevant. Right. Like, they're so... You can fucking... I can go buy any URL. Mm-hmm. But some of the, Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I was, I was curious how much thought they put into Like, they were talking... Well, about, hosting, you know, I, I'm sure no one thought about hosting at scale. Because once you get a certain amount of year, you have to go to a larger provider because just the amount of connections you get is just right. You're, like our server, if we ever got big, would shut would buckle. Yeah, I know. I've heard <laughs> like, those stories. Of it the would, people it would buckle. It would, and I know it would buckle. Like there's no. I'm already hosting too many other websites on it. Like it's not you know. Uh huh. The, so. the um. Or like they were talking. I about. get scared about hosting the podcast on it because I don't know at what <laughs> point we're gonna like they're gonna be like, hey, what are you doing over here? So in the back end and the WordPress back end, mm-hmm. you have to set like how many, how many episodes you think you'll have, Cause, or it's like how many episodes you want propagate on the feed. And, uh, and it, but it'll delete one and add one later on, right? It doesn't delete them; it just hides them if in your podcast viewer. So like the default was like ten. So like by the time we were uploading like the thirteenth episode was when we were uploading all of them. I couldn't see the first three. I was like, wait, wait, where? Oh, no. So I just went in there. I was like, all right, just a hundred or a thousand well, it makes or something. Me good. It makes me happy that the feed is that flexible, though, because if we ever switch the web, if we ever move platforms or rebuild it, yeah, we need to re... Yeah. I have no idea what that's going to be like. Nope. But people move feeds all the time. Yeah. Mm, we got a lot of Russian traffic, though. <laughs> Russians love Ward. Now, it's from some, like, porn.ru thing. Oh, good. That's eh, probably my fault. That's good. But you can't... I mean, there's nothing you can do about the crawlers. No, I'm not. Right. We can put all-in-one SEO on it. Ward. I just... What that does is it does all your meta stuff for you, which we probably should be doing, but... I don't know. 
I need to do that. I may not do that today. Anything else, Dylan? I played Cat and Toad. It's a great game. Cat and Toad's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I love... Because I didn't know... So much fucking personality in that game. Because, you, you know, it has the Mario 2 radishes you can pull out of the ground. But there are also, like, coins in the ground. There's a pickaxe in the ground for some reason. Yeah, because you can fuck shit up. Yeah. And there's also uh, Super Mushrooms. I didn't understand why until Toad took damage. And he's a little baby Toad. And his Toad hat reverses colors... Where instead of white with red spots, it's red with white spots. I'm like, this game's perfect. Yeah, dog. It's cool. It's a good game. It's good. It's a good game. Well, Dylan, this is it. <laughs> this is the end <laughs> of Lord Podcast episode 18. Shut it all down. Anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Nope. I'll play games at some point soon. Yeah, me too. Once I fix my PC. Oh, yeah, we gotta do that. All right, well, we gotta, I gotta fix all your stuff. All right, thank you. I'm your tech support. Um, we will be doing a regular scheduled podcast every week. Okay, that's. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking about. Um, do we have anything else going on? When's the next game jam? Next weekend. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Bing, bang, boom. All right. Bye. Bye, bye, Dylan. Bye, bye, Dylan. Bye.